0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Origin Story, where we dive into how your favorite YouTubers got started and where they are going. I'm Mike.
1: And I'm JP. And our guest today is Camille Johnson and her channel Offbeat Look. Camille, thanks for joining us today.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
1: We're really excited.
0: Uh, yeah. So, in this episode, we're going to learn a little bit about Camille's past and why she started and created her YouTube channel and where she's going in the future. That's kind of the whole premise of the podcast, obviously, um, origin story. And so for those who don't know our guest tonight, Camille Johnson is the woman behind the channel, Offbeat Look. Her channel is her creative outlet to share videos about beauty, fashion, hair, and lifestyle topics. Her videos are really inspiring to anyone who watches them, but those who want to express themselves can really be inspired by what she puts out there. Um, I also think she has created an amazing community of over 385,000 chameleons. That's what she calls her community. For those those who have watched her videos, uh, she has 126 of them that are live. I'm going to guess there's some hidden ones out there. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they have been watched over 32 million times. That's an amazing feat in itself. So check out her channel to be a inspired to express yourself and learn a little bit about fashion. I know I did uh, as everyone who watches our podcast knows I wear the same kind of clothes all the time. So I can express myself in so many different ways now that I've watched her channel. And while you're at it, check out her Instagram and her TikTok and be excited about some awesome things on the horizon for her. So thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to dig into your past, present and future.
2: That was a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks.
0: I'm, uh, I'm starting to get a little bit better at uh, at them, but it's always nervous. It's, it's hard to break down a channel in just, you know, 70 words. But I feel like yours is broad, but also all on the same topic itself. But before we get to YouTube, let's talk about, you know, growing up in Connecticut. Connecticut is not so much a very diverse state. Um, and, uh, you know, what, what what was growing up there like for you? How did you enjoy... You know, nature being outside of New York City, all of those kind of things coming together. Is that and how did that create the person you are today?
2: So I think a lot of places in Connecticut are pockets of not diverse areas. But then the town that I'm from, Windsor, it's very diverse. So I went to school with like every type of person, um, like visually, socioeconomically, Um, so it was a really cool way to just kind of like meet a bunch of people across different backgrounds. Um, but the first year, oh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so I was actually, I was born in Maryland Okay. and then I grew up there, but it was the years where I don't like really remember. So that doesn't really count. So I just say that (laughs) I grew up in Connecticut. Um, so I moved there in fourth grade and made friends at the middle school. And then I went to boarding school for my freshman year of high school. Um, And it was just this school, it's like one of those New England boarding schools that um, my sister went to and it was hard to get into. So I just like applied just in case and I got in. So I was like, okay, well I have to go, otherwise I would waste this opportunity. Um, That one wasn't very diverse.
0: (laughs) What boarding school (laughs) was that?
2: Sorry?
0: What boarding school was it, Andover?
2: Um, Loomis Chafee, but Loomis they played Andover. Okay, yeah. Um, so like same same thing. Yeah. Um, so my sister loved it, but it just wasn't really my scene. So I decided to leave that and then go back to public school. So I went to the public high school in Windsor, and I really liked it there. And I still had friends that I knew from before, and then the school had art classes, they had like cooking stuff, they had fashion design, they let me do an independent study. So it was just kind of like all of this stuff that Loomis didn't have. So I really liked that. Um, But what I didn't like about Connecticut is, (laughs) it's just very suburban. Like I, I felt like I was trapped in like Desperate Housewives without the good drama. And it was just, like, not really, not like, not really, like, much interesting stuff going on compared to, like, New York. Um, so I just felt like by the time I finished high school, I needed to get out and go somewhere, like, literally anywhere. So that's why when I applied to schools, I only applied to colleges out of state because there, there was just no way I was going to stay.
1: <laughs> yeah, looking for a new experience. Um, so when you said there was like, you know, art classes, cooking classes, things like that, is that kind of where you kind of got into that or when, you know, growing up, were you also, I mean, were you artistic, like, did you like to draw, like, you know, what kind of, were you a creative person growing up or did that kind of come to light in more of like, you know, when you started going to the public schools or things like that, like, where did, where did kind of your creativity come from?
2: I think I've always been creative and looking back, it's kind of interesting to see like how I expressed it okay. when I was younger. So. I was always into like fashion and like dressing my siblings up and all of that, um, as a kid. And then when I went to high school, then I was like, you know what, I should be a fashion designer, but they didn't have anything like that at Loomis and they did at Windsor high. So I was like, you know what, it would make sense if I go there and I'll take like the fashion classes, fashion one, fashion two, you learn how to sew and do patterns and all of that. And then they let me to do, um, like fashion three as an independent study where I just got like the whole classroom and all of the machines. Um, cause I was making a prom dress. So I oh. took that time to, to do that. And for some reason they trusted me with the whole classroom and no teacher in there. So that was pretty nice. Um, <laughs> but also just like cooking is interesting. And I feel like that's kind of an art and then baking, like you get to decorate everything. And I think that's Really fun, and I've always just liked hands-on, like creating things. So I think that's a big reason why I liked the public school better than the um, the other one.
0: I think the yeah. baking, cooking, and fashion have a lot in common from an expressive standpoint. You know, plating I can I could say is is very much like fashion. It's it's not even yeah. you know if you watch a uh, Michelin star chef or someone from any of those TV shows. Um, their plating is just as beautiful to look at as an amazing piece of jewelry or clothing or something even art I mean it is art in its own way so it's I could see art. I could see them going together really well and fashion so you 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 started these these fashion classes in high school but what yeah. was it what was the drive to to fashion cuz like there's a there's a there's a difference between like fashion and being interested in clothing right
2: yeah uh, i think i've always been interested in clothing and um uh what's the word for putting clothes together ensembles like I think uh, that's music styling, styling
0: styling <laughs> there you go i was way <laughs> off
2: <laughs> <laughs> i've always been interested in clothing itself and styling but one thing that i found is like a lot of clothes and like clothing stores are very boring and they'll just repeat all of the same like fast fashion stuff and they're all just kind of the same so i don't really find a lot of stuff that i like super easily so i was like maybe i could make my own stuff and this could be a career and i really thought that that's what i was going to do for so long for like years in high school and then during that time i took a course at marist university like upstate new york Mm -hmm. um for college credits it's like their fashion design um course so i like i was pretty like all in i got a sewing machine i was making stuff at home i got one of those like mannequins um and i applied to all fashion design schools um when i was graduating and then i had like a mini breakdown (laughs) and i was like i don't want to do this anymore this is not going to be a good career i don't know what to do so then i was like i should i should do film school instead like last minute um And I was already, I was always into like video stuff, because I've been making videos my whole high school career. And I was in um, like the TV production class. And I was the one who would do like morning announcements, reading off of the teleprompter that's like broadcasted to the classrooms. So that was something else that I knew I really liked. And so last minute after I like got acceptances for fashion design classes or schools, I was like, oh, no, I gotta reapply everywhere because I don't want to do this anymore. So I just reapplied to everywhere that had film that like made sense. And then that's how I ended up going to University of Rhode Island for film.
0: Well, it's tough to call an 18 year old, right? Like an 18 year old is now making, you, you you were mature in the sense of saying, oh, I'm thinking of this as my life journey. Like this is, if I make this choice, I can't ever come back from it, which is such a like thing that it's tough to tell an 18 year old make this choice today it's going to make the rest of your life you can't come back from it but the reality is i think we'll learn that you can make changes and it doesn't really affect you too terribly so be open to experimentation and don't set yourself in that path right i think that's one thing that you've done really well thank
2: you And then if you, once we hit the rest of the story, you'll see exactly why that is. Okay. Um. I
1: like like the way it all comes together. You know, it's like, it's so funny when we talk to YouTubers about how it comes together. There's all these little pieces that add up to kind of build the foundation of what this is, you know, what the YouTube channel is built on. And I imagine, I mean, obviously you're making all these videos, you're doing this in high school. Like that had to be a big piece of, you know, understanding how to put something together, how to create, um, how to make it look good, how to make it look professional. There's a lot of pieces that go into that. Um, what, what, what made you say like, um, that was because that's what you went to, to Rhode Island for.
2: Yeah. So So what
1: what made you say, all right, we're going with that. Wait, sorry. That's a tough, it's tough to pick the lane to go down.
2: Oh yeah. So I was like, I really, I really liked making YouTube videos and I was like, I know there's like a potential career here and I do want to pursue it. Even though like my channel was not very big at the time. I think going in, maybe I had, like, 4,000 subscribers, um, but something. I really liked it, and I was like, maybe I can do this, maybe I'll learn from the film program, and the film program was very not what I expected. Um, it's, like, I I definitely see why people who would be into, like, making actual movies would do it, but anyone who wants to do, like, something digital or like online type content it doesn't really overlap that much so also on the first day of film school the professor came in and he told everyone that there's not a good chance that they're going to make it in the film world huh. and that we should consider quitting so
1: <laughs> very motivating like, what a what a odd <laughs> thing to go into yeah, like seriously. even if you're trying to like even if you're trying that's like it's not like you're going into chemistry and they're like, Hey, listen, there's not a lot of people that are cut out to do this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the film, it's like, there's a ton of different ways to go. And especially then, like you hate to see a professor that's a little short-sighted on what the trends are, especially what year was that when you uh, went to Rodan? Oh, let's 14. see. 14. 2014? Yeah. So that's, I mean, yes. that's, yeah. that's when you, you started your channel January 1st, 2014. Um, well, current channel. Current channel. like.
2: That, yeah, that's when I started my current channel. Um, we'll I've talk. had several <laughs> channels. <laughs> my first one, I started, I posted my first YouTube video on November 13th, 2010. Mm. So that was my, like, after middle school, like, between middle school and high school year. And that channel had a really stupid name, so that channel is gone forever.
1: <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> I think we can dig it out. I
2: privated everything on there, and I actually logged in the other day to see my first video, and it's so bad, but it's
0: so good. <laughs> but 2010, yeah, 2010 was totally different. Like, even technology-wise, we're talking, like, the, the probably, that was pre-GoPro? So, like, that was, you, you were using, like, a little flip camera or something, I'm sure.
2: It was even worse. i like, I really wanted a camera, and I was like, what is the most achievable camera to get at this age and so i wanted to get this like little um purple point and shoot nice. and mm-hmm. i needed to save up a hundred dollars for it so i walked my neighbor's dog a bunch and the dog was like one and a half times my size it was a huge german <laughs> shepherd and they like he loved squirrels So anytime there was a squirrel, like you're holding the leash and you're you're getting pulled. That's so funny. So (laughs) that was scary. And, but I just really wanted the money to get a camera. So I I put up with it. Um, And eventually I got my camera. Um, It was pretty bad, had terrible audio. I didn't have a tripod. So I just like stacked it on some books and then I would like put a mirror behind it. So then I could like see the back of the screen. That's pretty smart. I mean that's
0: genius
2: yeah um the only thing that was like really horrible with that though is that i was really into nails so i was doing a lot of nail tutorials but i can't focus on your nail like it can't do any up not so (laughs) so to get around that i would take photos of each step of the nails and then just put it into a video and do a voiceover and just describe what i that's, that's pretty
0: I mean, smart for for like a middle grit. schooler
1: <laughs> that's great but also yeah. i mean you heard it here first uh dog walking i mean that's the gateway to youtube right there it's like you need to get it done get and out there it, and walk and a dog, dog make some cash gateway, yeah that's what it is it is well <laughs> now you know look at you now so still working
0: yeah so that 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 goes to like one question i was going to ask later on but i think it it ties right here you're very entrepreneurial Right, you, we, we talked about something before we recorded today, shows that fact. This shows, okay, I wanna get this product, I need to go work, which is not, not a, I mean, it's like pretty awesome to see a middle schooler like set that goal financially and do that. So where did that entrepreneurial and work hard ethic come from?
2: I don't know, probably my dad, cause he, my dad's an actuary so he had to go through a lot of stuff to get there and then he had to be like a math teacher before he could be an actuary and then when he got there there are like 10 exams that you have to pass and it takes like a year or two to study for each one and that was his end goal is to have all of them done so i've watched him go through all of that and i guess subconsciously maybe maybe that's what it is yeah And
1: and what is an actuary because a lot of us have a loose grasp a loose grasp on the english language myself um what's an <laughs> actuary? i should have explained I, you it. just I didn't, explained it and i still don't know but i it's math I think.
2: it's pretty much the person who decides how much insurance could cost based on various factors so if oh. you like if you have some sort of problem in the past or if you have like a current problem or if you've had a great um record how much that person is going to cost an insurance agency and then figuring all of that out.
1: Huh. Yeah, smart guy.
2: Very. Yeah. Smart
1: guy. <laughs> it's pretty You yeah, did to take
2: your kid to work day once and I was just like, this is
1: yeah. all over my head. <laughs> uh, it's over my head right now. But so I imagine, you know, when you were, you know, hey, can I get a camera? Well, you know, what do they say? What do your parents say to you? Did they just say, well, go, go, go buy one. Don't yeah. figure out how to do it
0: you can get a camera however yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) well actually so that's kind of a funny story when i got the camera and i didn't tell my parents why but i figured it would be fine like i'm just making videos for the internet and they're they're clean all of my videos are family friendly you can go back and there's not a single swear word in all 10 years that's amazing Uh, so um,
1: we'll see. Put I wish we. I wish we could see see say the
0: same. Put it down in
1: the
2: comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got it, and then I wanted. I was like, yeah, I want to be a YouTuber and I want to make these videos. And they were like, absolutely not. People are getting kidnapped on MySpace. People <laughs> like children are getting taken from their homes. They'll find you and like all of that. that so I was just like, oh that's unfortunate so they, didn't
1: appro- they didn't approve of it they were kind of like no. what, you, what do you mean what are you like what are you doing nail tutorials yeah uh,
2: they're like you're putting your face on there you're,
1: <laughs> how'd you get past that
2: well I did it anyways and I just didn't tell them Possibly so <laughs> I think this is also where staying up late has gotten me because I have to wait for them to go to bed and my family is a very late family so they go to bed at like two three every night, oh even God. like middle of the week nights. So I would just have to wait until they're sleeping. And then I could like stay up all night and edit my videos. And <laughs> then like try and film when they're not home and just that kind of stuff. Um, and it worked out for a while. It, it did until they found out and they were like, oh, we said not to do this. And I was like, well, I'm not kidnapped. So I'm um, still here. Yeah. yes but yeah. they did give me a hard time about it for a while and then they got over it
0: i'm sure they watched it. the 60 minutes uh on a sunday night and saw some kid a singular example of a child who got kidnapped from that which is terrible and i i definitely see that as a negative but it's difficult to do that and you are Putting out a positive message and not creating anything crazy. It's not like you were going out doing pranks and pushing old ladies over at the curb and videotaping <laughs> it, right? You're doing something that's a creative outlet. It's a positive that you can do.
2: I appreciate that. Go back in time and tell them that.
0: Yeah, I would also yeah. caution any kids uh, listening because I do have one and you know, 85% of one on the way. Um, you know, listen to your parents too. you know, work with them, come up yeah. with a, come up with a plan to create videos with them maybe, or figure a way out. Look at, um, what's inside. They did that and they're a huge channel. So I think there's a, there's good of the, uh, uh, the, the do it yourself spirit and just get it done on that side. But there's also, you know, I think maybe, uh, maybe tell, tell us a little bit about like how after that you convinced your parents that this was a positive and that, that they then supported you on that.
2: I think that after they saw like, what kind of videos that I was making and that I wasn't giving out any of my personal information, I wasn't showing the house. I wasn't like doing any of that. Then they were like, okay, like, this is just a hobby, whatever. She's fine. And they left it alone. But I think you are right, especially if you're a little kid, then having a compromise or like working with your parents to figure it out would be a good idea. Um, Just with my parents, there just wasn't any compromising. So (laughs) I had to pick. But that does remind me of the story. There was a YouTuber who had, like, in the background of her videos, she had her windows showing, and you could see out the window, and she lived in a city. So you could see, like, what buildings were around. And there was this guy, and he watched all of her videos. And he, like, put it together between that and, like, everything that she's shown in all of the videos to triangulate exactly which floor and what apartment she lived on and then, like, stalked her after that. So be careful about showing where you live. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Be smart, especially if you're young and starting a channel. Like, be, yeah, those are the type of things that sometimes you're just not self-aware of, you know, when you're younger, you don't really understand, you know, especially your reach of, of where you are on YouTube, you know, it is the Internet after all, right? Uh,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, let's boys. let's uh let's get it back to where we were And uh No, I liked that. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> but I want to go back to Rhode Island. So, you're in film school, uh, which probably at that time was not focused on teaching anyone other than the medium of the film industry. And so yeah. you're there from 2014 to 2016. Why did you decide to leave there?
2: Well, during the after the first semester when the guy was like drop out of film i was like okay so <laughs> but i mean i came I to that took the, his
1: advice right away you're like all right i'm out so, yeah like, like, I, I sorry? No, no, sorry the professor's I'm like i get paid by the university i don't care yeah, if exactly, you're here or
0: not
2: <laughs> exactly he's like fewer students the easier it is for me no <laughs> grading um, but i came to the, the conclusion myself because i was just like this isn't what i want to do so I switched to the business school and started majoring in entrepreneurship.
0: Okay, um, makes which sense. makes
2: sense for me today. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and I'm sure it has taught you some amazing lessons.
2: Yeah, I did. I learned a lot in their program at URI um, for entrepreneurship. Not well. We'll get to we'll get yeah. to the rest. Um, <laughs> but um, oh shoot, what was the question?
0: Oh man. You you lost me there. Uh, uh, oh, why did you leave? Yes. You, you oh ditched, my god.
1: You ditched the the yeah you the the, uh, the film school after and then this yeah. entrepreneurship. I recommended it to every student, so
2: <laughs> yeah. So then after that, my fir- actually my first year at URI, I posted a Nicki Minaj transformation video. <laughs> yeah. Because in all of my videos, the number one comment was. You look like Nicki Minaj. Oh my god, she looks like Nicki Minaj. Doesn't she look like Nicki Minaj? And it was just like constant and I was like, they want Nicki Minaj, I'll give you Nicki Minaj. So uh for Halloween, I like dressed up as her and I was like, let me get it as close as possible so then people will finally get the Nicki they are looking for. <laughs> and that was my first viral video. So that one I remember six years ago. Yeah. That one I remember um, with my friend, we were just like watching the numbers go up and we were like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So we were just like sitting together in my dorm and just looking at the subscriber count. And we were like, it's gonna hit 10K. Like it's, it's going to hit 10K in the next like day or so. So we were just like watching it. And then once it did, I was like, this is so crazy. Like, I can't believe I hit 10K. And then the next viral video I had was my sophomore year. And that was my half pink, half green hair tutorial. Um, and then that one like really boosted my channel. I think I probably came out of that with like maybe 150K to like something around that. Wow. And I started working with brands like towards the end of that um, year. And I was like, wow, this is like, this could kind of a career that i've been hoping for forever and i had a lot of um i had a lot of steam and i didn't want to lose that because internet fame is fleeting so it's like now or never type of thing so then one day i was like you know what i should drop out and move to new york and be a youtuber and so i was like yeah let me just let me do that so It was maybe like four in the morning when I, of course, it's always late in the morning when I do anything. Um,
1: (laughs) Sun's almost up. Early,
0: early. Yeah,
2: (laughs) exactly. And it was like something that's on my mind. And I was like, I can't get it off my mind unless I like tell my dad or whatever. So I wrote out an email to my dad and I was like, here are 15 reasons why I should drop out of school and move to New York. And because he's a very logical guy since he math I a very lot actu-
0: Actuary, he, there's got to be steps. It's got to be exact. And at the end, there has to be a summary <laughs> that everything adds up, right?
1: And that's also, I mean, that is also great clickbait. I mean, that's a good clickbait video. You need to post that. Seriously.
0: That's, that's oh, that'd be amazing.
2: Right you know what? That, that, that. that is a good idea. I think I'm a little bit late timeline-wise. No. If
1: you could track that email down, though. I, mean, I, I probably could. Now. Yeah, maybe just take a glance, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, think that's, I, I think it'd be interesting to look at. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that
0: would be a great video. I, I will 100% watch that. So you'll get one view. You
1: get two, you two views.
0: Two views,
2: two views. Awesome. Three, because I'll watch it too. Oh, boom. because my dad will watch it.
0: There you go, you're <laughs> almost viral these, at that point. I know. <laughs> the numbers are going up quick. <laughs> the numbers are
1: going up quick on this video. Uh, but no, t- yeah, tell us about this, this uh, you know, setting yeah, so, up these steps and saying, hey, I'm going to, here's the 15 reasons.
2: Yeah. So I, I sent that and I was like, okay, we're waiting till the morning and we'll see what his response is. And then he called me and I was like, okay, let's see. And he was like, I read your email and it makes a lot of sense. And I think that it could be a good idea, but your mother's in Jamaica right now. So we can't really talk to her about it. So we'll just see what she says when she gets back or if he has like a two second phone call. And she loves being in Jamaica, so she's really happy there. And I was like, "This is perfect, great timing." <laughs> <laughs> Let's go now. <laughs> we only have two minutes on the call. Ask her now. She's happy. Let's go. So he did, so and so. she's like, "Yeah, like sure." And I was like, "Okay, I'm taking this. I'm going. I'm dropping out." It was like the end of the second semester, so I was like, "I'm just gonna like wait until I can lock in my credits and then right. I'm gone."
0: Um, A logical thing to do.
2: Thank you. I get yeah. it from my dad. There you so, go. <laughs> <laughs> I did that and I didn't know anything about New York or like, because I'd been there once. I went there once during my sophomore year because it was um, like there was this beauty event I got invited to um, by Michelle Fawn and she was like the biggest deal. She had just launched Ipsy, her um, like makeup line. And I was like, there's no way I'm not going to this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, sorry i said absolutely like if you get that email if you get that invite like i'm i'm glad that you take took advantage of that because i feel like so many people get things and they don't jump on it and they're like oh if i don't you know i could do something later but it, it seems like the moments happen for you and you take yeah. advantage so and you- i was
2: so i was so excited about that so i was like i gotta go let me figure out how to get to new york let me figure out like what am i am i supposed to where do i stay uh do i like take cap um cabs places like it was before Uber was like really like that much of a thing. Yeah. So I just had to figure that out and I made friends there. I had a great time. Like it was amazing. So I was just like, that's where I want to live. And I know it was an impulsive decision, but it worked out and I'm glad I did it. So, but it was impulsive, impulsive impulsive. with
0: data behind it. Like you're not, it's backed up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's something. It's not like you were just like, I'm leaving. I'm just going to figure it out when I get there. I mean, you were figuring it out, but you were pointing in the right direction. You know what I mean? So it's a, a little bit different than just being like eh, i'm just not going to do school in new york and yeah what I'm gonna do. Like, and you, you had out. an idea you had an idea and i think one thing that we want to like we always talk about is you talked about you know kind of that video and you're like it's going to hit 10,000 k like what was that feeling because we always talk about milestones that kind of inch people a little bit forward to moving into this youtube thing which we'll we'll obviously you know we'll talk about now but we'll get into a little bit more but what was that like you know seeing that happen was there you know when you're reflecting kind of internally you're like okay this maybe is something that i can really you know, move forward with as a a potential career.
2: Oh yeah. All of the milestones have just really like propelled my, um, like my desire to go get it. Cause it's like, if you're, you're hitting all of these goals, then like, you're just getting closer and closer and like, I'm not going to waste that opportunity. And I was just so excited, like with my friend, he also made videos at the time. Um, he doesn't really anymore but like he got it he was like oh my god like this is big and i was like yeah it is so just together it was just like so hype <laughs> so i was just that's like awesome. yeah i'm going to keep going got to keep going and then same thing sophomore year when i hit um 100k i was like yeah this this is it
1: it's got <laughs> really cool to,
0: to be
2: it's got to be cool to get the plaque in
0: in college like you get the plaque and uh and then like I feel like so many people don't understand this the plaque, and they could probably walk into your dorm room like, "Hey, what's up? Okay, let's hang out." And there's this amazing accomplishment plaque on the wall. But how? Yeah, how how was that having that in your dorm?
2: That was amazing. I remember I did a video where I was unboxing the plaque. And I was so excited. I think the video's gone. I don't know. A lot of my videos are gone. <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about well, the reasoning
0: there. It. I definitely want to talk. We're 126 it. videos I found suspe- suspect suspect. Right?
1: The, was the plaque <laughs> any different? And also, you were part of. I mean, back then that's kind of a small elite group. Like there's a yeah. very small percentage of people that hit that. Um, yeah. That must yeah, have actually, been Actually, awesome. want to it? it, it the right of course, yeah, we well, want to see it. Let's go. Bring I, it in. I, I'm sorry for those now, who are listening, but. uh now entering. Come on, and the plaque. We're having the plaque join yeah. the podcast. Oh. Um, Should put some music on here. Joining to here today, and now we are hosted with the plaque.
0: Let's All see. Right. It. Wow.
2: So this this is the old one. They don't yeah. make them like this like anymore. No it's just like the flat silver this yeah. time. Yeah. But I have like the actual play button. Which That's is cool.
0: So That's a great. Yeah. Game. They need to go back to that because that they is do. way cooler than the one they have today.
2: It really is. This yeah. is a play button. The other one is just a sheet of metal with right. an engraved yeah. thing.
0: It's like a, yeah. It, yeah, it's not it's not as uh, not as neat as it is in that one. I'm I'm so stoked that you pulled that out. It's amazing.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, it's actually the first one we've seen on the podcast. So well, we've seen a couple, but they're but they're all, the they're all they're all on, on the up. on the sets. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is the first it first like one that that's
0: been brought yeah, in it's and like a ceremonial. So did I, you
1: did you shadow box that yourself or did it come like that? Sorry. Did you shadow box that yourself or did it come Oh, it came year? like that. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, cool.
0: Good to so, know. So you take this kind of gap year and you focus on YouTube and you're putting all of your time into the channel. What happens then?
2: Um, After – it took me a long time to kind of get used to living alone because I was like – I was like, what, 19 when I went there and I didn't like – I didn't really know like what was what. And so I was staying at my friend's aunt's apartment while I was looking for places and like figuring out like where I'm supposed to live. And
0: <laughs> in, in a massively urban environment that one block could make a difference of certain things. Like not like it could just make a difference of like who you meet and friends. Cause people are pretty tight in the, the neighborhoods that they live in. So,
2: yeah. So I did my best. I like, I should have done research or if I had more time, I would have done better, but ended up moving to Washington Heights, which was like, okay, but they're way better places. (laughs) But yeah, so I was like figuring out how to do that, how to like be a person that just like lives alone. And it was kind of scary. And I was just like figuring out details for that. And then also for YouTube. So it took me like a year to kind of settle and then towards the end of the year i was like you know what i dropped out but i still have all of these student loans that i'm having to pay for no reason because i don't even have a degree so let me just go finish that so then i'm like paying this for a reason and so i have a backup plan so i dropped back in and i went to fit yep um and i went for entrepreneurship again it was a new program that they had just started like under the business school so it was super small um and i just did it so i could get that paper like i learned nothing there
0: we all did that um unfortunately you know you do have to have that degree but i think one cool thing that you just said about moving to like washington heights or someplace that maybe not is like the perfect exact environment one thing that's typically happens is it forces you to either uh Give up on everything because you hate, you go down the negative path. But it's not, I don't ever see you doing that in that that sense. But maybe it forced you to get out and explore. Like, okay, got to get out. Maybe I'm going to go over here. Maybe I'm going to go to Brooklyn. Maybe I'm going to go over to this neighborhood or go here and do this, visit this place. Is that what happened when you lived there? Oh, absolutely.
2: During that time, I was like, okay, let me get to know New York. Let me figure out what I like. Let me try and make some friends and like see where where they live or their um opinions on different neighborhoods or whatever so i definitely like i i left my lease after like seven months in when i figured out where i actually wanted to be but it was definitely a learning experience you
0: became a new yorker immediately i don't yeah. so many of my friends know. in new york like leave their leases in the middle like ah eh, no don't don't worry about it. it's okay i'm like, <laughs> like that is such nice. a dick the, the Everywhere I've lived, I'm like, no, no, you have to fi- finish the lease. Like, you got to just do it. But New York, all my friends are the same
1: way. Like, yeah, just did it, that's, left, went over crazy. here, and did that. I got to ask a question about so, I mean, obviously you did film and all that. um Going to new places as somebody who just likes photography, I love that's the best way to explore. Are you big into photography? Like, did that help you explore if you were into photography or were you ever into that at all?
2: I I'm, so- I'm kind of getting into it a little bit more now, but not really like explorative photography. I like taking mm-hmm. portraits of my friends. Um, and I think that's also because I'm best at portraits. So if you go on my Instagram, it's like a lot of it is portraits and not like full body or like, yeah. um, like city stuff. And I just got so used to that that now I know how to take a good portrait. And mm-hmm. I have some beautiful friends who just have like, terrible photos on their instagram and they just need help and like i had to help my friend set up a dating profile and her photos were trash like she's a beautiful girl and i was like girl we can't like i
0: love that you broke down like listen we gotta do
1: this another day because we can't do this right now we gotta get some content we We need to to get
0: together we need to go on the subway figure out where we're gonna go plan our day i'm gonna build a shot list for you and we're gonna (laughs) go do this that's awesome did it work out well for her
2: oh yeah oh it worked out so a well. good
0: picture on on dating
1: apps does does and you charge and you charge how much for that service um
2: a hug full kidding. of love that's there you all go. that you heard i it need it. you heard it
1: here you heard it here no uh, i was just also, curious because I, I was I'm gonna sorry. say i know photography is like a great way to explore and i thought i didn't know if you were into it or not and i thought maybe that would be a, like kind of a conduit to get you out and catalyst to, to move you around yeah
2: i just don't really take pic i guess like i'll take pictures of places that i explore but not that's not what i like intend do when i go out um but i have i've discovered that i really do like setting up people's dating profiles because i just know i know all the secrets we did like a a four outfit shoot for her so we did like a really cute one where it's like she's in a dress and like she's like done up real sweet and whatever so you can show that she's like a really nice girl and then the next one was like very edgy and it's like black heels mesh top like She's a hot girl too. Don't worry. And then there's like, I
0: love this. This is, I love this.
2: (laughs) And there's one in her like Sailor Moon dress because it's like, okay, here's a hobby that you want to show because you want to show like who you are also. And then the last one was a bikini shoot, also because she's hot. So
1: pop it in. Just pop it in there. You know, if you you got if you got
0: assets, like you know, why not? So.
1: Fantastic. that' I mean, what a good friend, by the way. Like, Seriously. Hey. You're like, listen, I'm going to help you out, but it's going to be a little more involving than you think, because we're going to have to go do some stuff. Yeah. This reminds me of Men in Black when he's like, "We got to figure this out." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got like, to like, like, I don't know what this is. We got to
0: figure this out. So it, it seems like I mean that you broke that down into like very, very, very clear goals and in, into that, and like, I mean that that was so far out of what I would have ever done and have ever done. So like. How how did you come about that kind of process? Is that just from your love of styling and fashion and seeing uh, photos and magazines and video and things like that? How how did you get there?
2: I think that well, my sister was doing this like dating thing on her story, so she would post pictures of her friends that are single, describe how she met them, and her thoughts. And then um, like their hobbies or something. And so she needed like two pictures of each person. And my friend sent in some pictures and she was just like, girl, no, like (laughs) you can't post these because it just didn't represent her well. So then I was like, we're going to, we're going to fix that for you. So that's kind of what got me into that. And then ever since that, just a lot of my friends asked me for like help with their profiles and I don't know. I think I know dating apps really
1: well. so I don't I don't know if it's dating apps. I think you know brand well. Yeah. I think you know how to, how to create like, a brand. You know a brand and what speaks to the brand is kind of what it seems like. You know what I mean? Like, I think you have a feel for, hey, here's your energy. Here's your vibe. Let's accurately portray that.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: that is a
2: nice way to put it.
0: Because
1: you yeah, even... I'm his I mean, brand. Yeah, no, 100%. Because
0: like you, you put it into like these categories. Okay, we're going to do like, we're going to show you as a nice person. We're going to show you as like, you're hot and we're going to show a hobby, right? It's not like, yeah. it, it's not like you are like, okay, your hobby is deep sea fishing. We're going to get you on a boat, we're take you out. We're going to get an action shot. You're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to accentuate the hobby that you do and make it, you know, like viewable to the masses in that sense. You are hundred percent correct JP. I would imagine that came from you finishing out your degree and completing all of those classes in entrepreneurship. Cause I'm sure you took a class on branding.
2: Yeah, I did. So I did take some good classes at URI. All of the FIT classes were exactly the same.
0: Really? All of
2: them. And they're like, good morning. Let's start with value proposition. And it's like, didn't we do that for the last four semesters? Right. So
0: <laughs> Let's do a SWOT analysis of something. I'm like, okay, cool. Great. How many times can we do this? This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, the Unfortunate reality of college is sometimes gets a little flat in that sense, but you know, you have a creative outlet through all of college. Uh, You graduate college. Um, One thing I want to talk about before you graduated, you did an internship, I believe, at Moved. And um, you were kind of their social media guru. Obviously, this is a a classic uh, business. Like, let's get a young, hip girl to do our social media. It always works out well. But, like, what did you learn from doing that internship that may have helped boost your social media presence? Well,
2: I did it for one month, so I wasn't there for like too long, but I helped set up the strategy and like a posting schedule and figuring out the branding for that. That one was really hard cause it's like a moving company. How do you make that like interesting to look at or like interesting on Instagram? Cause it's not like as visual as like a clothing company or right. whatever. Um, so we landed on like inspirational content like after you move you can make your place look like this or like moving will be really simple and you can do this so it's kind of it was interesting to do something that's less visual and more of like branding kind of like how you guys said earlier it's like discovering the branding and then working with
0: that right and you 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 it you broke it down i mean i do this at, almost every day at work and it's like you need to determine what is going to be the most engaging to your audience. And you guys went with inspirational, which is obviously a super fun one to do. You're not like doing product announcements or, uh, you know, tools that will help people. However, I'm sure there were tools in the moving world, like use their app, take pictures of things, get a quote on, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. So even from a posting schedule and creating those branding best practices, how did you then implement them in your YouTube channel? Did that affect your posting? Did you say, Hey, I saw when I posted five times this in this schedule, it really grew us. I'm going to do that on my Instagram and uh, whatever else, Twitter or something.
2: Honestly, no, I don't think it really. (laughs) Cause like I, I have, mine down. Like, I feel like I understand it pretty well. Um, and there's just like a very different topic. So I was more applying what I knew from mine to theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also did, I wrote blog posts for them. And I think that is something that's really helpful because people look at pictures, but if they want information or something that's more substantial, that gives more value, then it's nice to like link back to something. Um, and that's what I do with YouTube already. Like I post photos and then i link back and i'm like for the tutorial go to my channel so right. i think it just kind of works both ways
0: yeah and i think your audience also is much more receptive to reading and being engaged uh the fashion industry is very much like a, my wife is oh she first off she was like she does all of our social media. Um, she posts all the pictures and things like that on our Instagram. Shout out, Kat. Yeah, shout out, Kat. She was like, Oh my God, who's this girl? Like, she's awesome. Like, she's so much out of, I'm. Um, thank God that you're getting out of skateboards and cars and bringing someone interesting onto your podcast. I'm like, Oh, thanks, honey. This is great. Um, but so, you know, you're developing all these kind of best practices, but your audience is definitely much more receptive to reading because my wife will go and click on either a recipe or someone who's a blogger and read their blog and watch their video where like i feel like car people if you post yeah. oh read my blog on this what they're not going to do that they're going to watch the video and expect to see things so yeah, yeah. How, how does that play into your 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 growth strategy
2: yeah so blogging helps with moved and for me people want videos okay um, especially because mine is just like mostly visual so yeah i kind of just tried to like cross pollinate Cause a lot of people are just YouTube people. They'll just sit there and watch YouTube videos for like ever. And then they don't really go on Instagram that much. Right. And then there are people right. who are on Instagram and maybe they'll click links and go to YouTube. Or if someone really likes me on YouTube, then they'll follow me on Instagram. So it's important to like shout out both things on each platform and like even Twitter as well, which is something that I really like to pay attention to, cause I'll meet people on Twitter. And I'll become like, like good, like friends with them. Like we'll comment back and forth and I'll see them on like a bunch of different tweets they're replying to, or we'll like DM a little bit. And then I go on Instagram and I see that that person with the same profile followed me. So I know that it's like, you just kind of have to like post on all of them and then kind of like recommend the other platforms. And then that's how they'll find each other. And I think a lot of my Instagram people have found me through
0: YouTube. Uh, that That's interesting. So like now I think this is a great transition into YouTube itself. And so you have so many platforms in the world to use, right? Especially now, TikTok. And before, when you started early on you could have done MySpace, right? You could have done any platform Vimeo. out there, Facebook, Vimeo, anything in the infancy of Vimeo, especially. So why did you choose to create a YouTube channel, what was the, what was the draw to creating YouTube, and then like nowadays, let's start there, and then I want to also transition to like now, now that you have this presence, like how do you determine what content goes where?
2: Yeah, so I started on YouTube because I was obsessed with watching YouTube videos, and I I spent like a full year just watching them straight like all the time. And like, wow, I'm like kind of learning a lot about my sleep schedule during this, but I would stay up till we'll like get into that. We'll get into
1: that. 3, 4 AM
2: just watching. And I have subscribed to every single beauty blogger, like literally every single every single beauty blogger that spoke English, even if they had like 60 subscribers or whatever, like I subscribed to every single one. And it was just like, I was obsessed with watching. And it was also during that time period where it's like, you're kind of developing your own style and you're really into blue mascara and you want to see what else you can do and like watching these other normal people express themselves and then like learning stuff along the way. So I watched like every day for a year. And then I was like, you know, hmm. I kind of want to do this too. Cause I have different looks that I want to document and then i can see if i like if i ever wanted to do it again in like 3 weeks i can remember what products i used or i can keep track of like what my foundation color is in the summer versus winter and then huh. maybe some other people will also find it interesting and also the other thing is people like to find your um skin match so if you find a blogger who's the exact same color then you can okay. just copy all of their foundation and their like whatever looks they're doing so I think that was also an interesting thing because people were finding, yes, their skin match. Um, so, yeah, I just I started doing it and it was just really fun. And for like a couple years, like nobody watched, but like <laughs> <laughs> I still liked it.
0: <laughs> so how yeah. do you keep up with that passion? Because that's a very difficult thing to do, right? We were talking earlier, breaking a thousand, doing those kind of things where you're getting you're putting so much work into those videos. They don't, they're not easy. They take a lot of time editing, putting it out there and then you get 11 views, you get 30
2: views. (laughs) Well, I guess it's like, if you have any other hobby, like you play chess, you play chess every day for a couple hours, nobody's watching but you're still enjoying it and you're still getting better at it.
0: Yeah it's, it's, very, it's a very very got, very solid point i got
1: a question of that first year where you kind of just you know you're just watching you're subscribing to channels you're doing all this are you also actively doing the tutorials like were you kind of picking up a cadence and understanding like hey here's how people go through tutorials and things like that were you actually going through with them and doing that as think, well
2: i think like subconsciously i i was like i just understood it mm-hmm. because if you just see it all the time you kind of get mm-hmm. it and i think that's like any platform that people are good at, it's because they spend a lot of time on it. So just being a serial YouTube watcher made me just like effortlessly, like I just got the culture, like I got it. Um, But that's why I'm also not good at TikTok because I don't go on TikTok like that. So I don't really like get the culture as much. So I don't really like post on there as much. And like, if I do, it's just like, I don't really expect anything but i know like i know youtube i know twitter and i know instagram so i have some homework to do but you're
1: you're you're a purist i love it Um, (laughs) not that i hate TikTok. i just think there's a lot of value in like the longer format videos and really getting to know somebody and we talk about this all the time it's you know the the chameleons out there like they like you for who you are they want to follow you um that's just one piece we can dive in a second i did have one other note have you ever now that you were kind of following these people back in the day. Have you met up with any of these folks that have like big YouTubes back in the day that you follow that kind of inspired you?
2: Um, I've met a bunch of YouTubers. There's, there's like a really tight knit curly community. Um, oh. Cause like way back in
0: the in day. There, Mike. Yeah. Luca will join.
1: <laughs> Luca, yeah. in.
0: He's, he's got the curls for, for it, for sure. So I'll I for the, the girls.
2: products. <laughs> we'll, we'll get <laughs> him on girls. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like early-ish on when I first got here, the curly community was like very tight knit and it was this whole thing because a lot of people back then didn't know how to take care of their curls because if you're white, you can't like do the same, like if your parent is white, my dad's white, I can't just do whatever he does to his hair. And mm-hmm. if your mom's black also can't do what she does to her hair. And like, neither of them got it. So I just like, didn't like, I would straighten my hair all the time. I just like, didn't know. So there are a lot of people out there like that. So doing like curly tutorials, once I like actually understood and then would make them, people would be like, oh my gosh, my curls are out. It's not frizzy. It's not like how, like I'm not using like straight hair products anymore. So that was like kind of like revolutionary for a lot of people, including me. Cause I would watch all of the videos and then learn that way. So then there would be like events where it's like all curly people for like some curly hair brand. And I met a bunch of people that I would see their videos and it was really cool. Um, also like VidCon, VidCon used to be really good. So I went to a couple of those and you would just meet people and then like, even just living in New York City, you just meet people. So yeah. you just go to the right places, you'll just meet people.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good, good point. Yeah,
0: I like, I like that you were talking about, like, community and these sub-communities within YouTube. And I think that's one thing that has been an underlying theme within what you're doing and, and in all of our podcasts, right? Like, you are truly trying to create a community of people who are like-minded in so many ways to you. And I, the first video that you, you posted on your channel was that how to cut curly hair. And I understand it much more now, especially because of what you described about your family life. You know, it's tough for one person to describe something to someone else, right? Like, especially if they're not in the same exact boat, right? Your father couldn't describe it to your mother. Can't really describe it to you. So you go to this amazing place called YouTube, the second largest search engine. And you say, learn, I want to learn figure it out there's someone out there who's going through the same thing you can pick that information up and then you did it one step further by saying i've learned from all these people i'm going to put my message out there and i'm going to spread this positivity and i want other like-minded people to say this is a safe place for me to come and learn and i want you to learn from mistakes or things that i've learned out there i think it's an awesome message to put out there and i really really appreciate that
1: yeah I mean, that's such an interactive community that you're with. It's like, I imagine of like a library, but instead of just, I mean, obviously you have books and you have this, but it's like, it's everyone's life and their style. And it's like, you can kind of find your own little lunch table. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. And YouTube, um, YouTube breaks down all of those barriers in my mind because it, it's equal opportunity. You can do, you could be whoever, or whatever you are out in the world and any view, any viewpoint that you have, you can post there. And there's a community for you now that can get negative in a lot of ways. But, you know, hope the, the, the vast majority of people, uh, maybe it's just us who we follow. I'm sure you're in the same boat. The vast majority of people who are commenting, the vast majority of videos I'm watching are very positively driven. Um, yeah. So I'm thankful for that. So. Um, all right. Well, let's. Yeah, let's talk.
1: Let's migrate. Well, let's talk about the decision. This is where we see, you know, everyone that we talk to and what got them to their YouTube when they kind of make the break to go full-time YouTube. When when was that kind of that point where you said, this is it, this is what I'm focusing on, I'm putting everything I got into the YouTube. There's no, I'm not looking for, you know, a job outside of it. Um, I just want a YouTube. I want to make videos, I want to share my content, I want to be a part of the community. When, when, when did that happen and what was that like for you?
2: that would be the day i emailed my dad where i was like you know what i'm all in i want to do this and i'm going to do it in new york i'm going to figure out i'm going to make it happen and then in new york i have to pay rent so i have to make videos and i have to do it well and it's just kind of like a fire under you where it's like it like there's no way that you can fail because you like you don't have the option to so i think that also like really helps because it it just kind of like forced me to do it. Otherwise, maybe it would still just be a hobby. Who knows?
1: Yeah. It's the dog walk to get the camera.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very
1: much. I so. mean, that's it. It's like, I got the apartment. You know, it's like, now I got to, I got to walk the dog. I got to exactly. make the YouTube. Down. I love that. I love that. That's great.
0: And so now, so now you're full time YouTube. You're doing this all day, every day. You're building a business and a brand of yourself. You know, how do you, how do you like, determine what your next video is going to be, uh, your cadence, um, and where, which content goes, where are you cutting up your YouTube videos to post them on Instagram? Or is there specific Instagram content?
1: How do you make those decisions? Driven by trends, all those things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I have a list of a bunch of videos that I want to make. Um, probably like 150 ideas (laughs) on the list. And that's just, yeah, it's been accumulating for forever. Yeah. so and
1: Do you write those in the middle of the night when you're up all night, or where do you? Put I write the, where it do you whenever
2: I think about it. If I'm in the bathtub, I'm getting my phone. If I'm sleeping and it's a dream, I'm waking up. Whatever it is, like I have to write stuff down because I will I'll forget. But I write everything yeah. down.
1: Are you going Google uh, Sheets or are you going Notes? The people notes. want to know. No. I I'm love notes. notes. Wow, going with Notes. <laughs> old, old strategy.
2: I do everything in notes. I don't like, it's just there and it's, it's fast. You can do like the bulleted things, check marks, all I need.
1: Gotta have a check mark. If you don't check it off, did it really happen? Exactly. It did not, (laughs) It did not happen if it didn't. That's awesome. But yeah, so so I have, yeah. Tell us more about that. Yeah.
2: That's my YouTube list. And then for Instagram, I started making a separate list because now that videos are kind of like big on Instagram and it's not just photos anymore. Um, I want to like I have ideas for that so I just write it down it's a lot shorter of a list Um, and Instagram is like so much faster too so I don't know like you just kind of like turn through stuff Um, but a lot of the time I do chop down a YouTube video into an Instagram one if it makes sense so if it's more of like a visual here's how it is chop chop whatever paint and that's like good on either platform but if it's more of like a talking video or more of like a like something that just wouldn't really make sense that much on Instagram. Then I just leave it on YouTube. Um, but like shorter ideas where I just like, I have an idea, but it wouldn't make sense as a full 10 minute video. Then I'll do that on Instagram. And I also use Instagram videos and post that on TikTok because as I said, I'm like still Uh, learning that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You and everyone else. I feel like, uh, it's the, it's the recycle machine of, uh, of social media at this point right now. But you're, you're I don't understand it.
1: You're an old head at YouTube. Like 2010 yeah. is old YouTube. Like. I mean, that's old. Yeah. Like you're an old head. That's <laughs> I what know.
2: I so like
1: TikTok, like... TikTok are like, what do you mean you don't want to watch 16 minutes of this?
2: <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of funny cause everyone, well, all of my siblings plus my dad are like high like hardcore TikTokers. Really? Like my dad has no social media at all. No Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, nothing. Mm-hmm. And he just made a TikTok the other day. And I was just like, out of all of the social media, this dude only has a TikTok. You're like, and he literally YouTube? just sent me <laughs> he just sent me a link to a TikTok right now. And like they just keep sending all of them, like half of my <laughs> chats are all tiktoks um but i you're think the, there are, you're
1: the oldest of your siblings aren't you
2: i'm the second second so i have one older sister who lives in the upper east side but she copied me she moved here after i did
1: um <laughs> and then
0: awesome.
2: <laughs> my three younger siblings are all in connecticut
1: okay oh, okay Cool.
2: but they're all just like way better at TikTok. but i think they are helping curate my feed because it's oh, like the algorithm it just knows you so Anytime they send me something good, I heart it. Anytime they send me something stupid, I X out before it's finished. So then I don't get that
0: on huh. my page. <laughs> Smart
1: move. No, I think that's... you're almost you're probably gonna be consulting your dad here soon as far as TikTok I know was, I think. <laughs> um no, that's that's awesome though. And yeah, TikTok's a weird landscape to navigate, and I think it's maybe it's maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong. I mean, um I thought uh, Peter McKinnon did a great job doing a breakdown. Um, if you know who Peter McKinnon is, of kind of him, him posting um, on all those different various formats, it's kind of interesting to see. But for you and, and kind of your content, I like I, obviously you could cut down like your videos into quick, little, short, you know, um, you know, very easy to consume bits for people to watch. But also like the greater stories is like how do you do it? Like it's fun to watch like a couple yeah. seconds, but it's like is your is your goal to steer back to YouTube?
2: I think right now, TikTok is the fastest way to grow. So I think I would use that to funnel back to YouTube and Instagram. Cause you also never know. Like last TikTok was Vine and like Vine yeah. just got shut down out Fair of call. nowhere. So all the Viners were like, okay, there's my job. So they were all trying to migrate everyone over to Instagram before it like actually shut down. And I think that's what. I don't think TikTok's going away, but I think that's the strategy that I want to do because I know YouTube is like, as you said, the second largest uh, search engine. So I don't think that's going to go away. But who knows if TikTok's going to get banned or if it's going to get harder to be discovered on? Or like, who knows? So yeah, or the that's something... algorithm. Yes, that yes. Um, so that is something. Sorry?
0: It, the algorithm could change in a second and now whoever's a million and whatever it is. It's but it is the fastest uh social media to get to a million subscribers. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, so that's why I need to start yeah doing it. I'm gonna call my I dad just, after this. <laughs> it's
1: such a weird like I dare I call it a fad? Like I don't know. Like it's so I I don't know. Maybe it's
0: just my old It's hard to say. I don't know, JP just got uh, frozen, but um, I'll go back to the 150 things you have on your list. Yeah. Okay, so that's more video, that's more than the videos that you have on your channel today, right? I wanna keep (laughs) going back to that because it's pretty crazy. So how do you you prioritize the the videos that you have out there, right? You know, like you have 150 plus on your list. Do you scroll through it? You know, okay, I got to make a video this week. Scroll through it. Oh, here's a good idea. This is the one I want to do. Or is there like a creative process to the brand? I want to do a fashion video. I want to do a trend video. I want to do a beauty video. I want to do a uh, something with my hair this month. Is it that yeah. schedule, or, or how how are you coming up with what's go, what's going out there?
2: I think it it's kind of a mix of both because a lot of people go to my channel for hair stuff, so I right. want to make sure that I'm posting a lot of hair stuff. But then in between, I want to post either like stuff that I just want to post because it does get a little bit like monotonous posting only things that you think people want to see right and that's not really like like i'm passionate about making other things and like i know it's not gonna be a do as well as a hair tutorial but i also want to kind of like pivot my channel to be a little bit more encompassing so you have to you have to do that um as far as other ideas like i just i just have them and i just do them I have like a bucket of, um, like physical products that I want to do. So, um, like some products are just like, um, I have these like hair kind of like roller things that, um, are kind of interesting for people with curly hair. So I want to do a video on that. So like that's in the bucket and then, um, just like anything else that I would physically need that's in the bucket. And then I also have the ideas and. Sometimes people request stuff. So it just kind of like naturally flows that way.
0: I think George said a similar thing. George Poulos, uh, your friend, and thank you for, thanks, George, for introducing us. Um, uh, Shout out, George. Yeah. He had a similar idea on YouTube. He's like, you, it's it's that kind of like you have to feed the beast a little bit. Yeah. Right. But you also have to, you have to balance with your passion because if you get too far onto the beast, you're gonna, you're gonna lose your passion and then you're not gonna love yeah. YouTube. Steer, steer away from it. Right. So I think, I think that you said it right there is like, I have things that I want to do. Yeah. I have things that I have, I don't wanna say have to do, but like, I kinda, you know, you, you kinda gotta keep the brand going that you created. Yeah. And then there's things that are like, hey, let's just see if this works. And then yeah. there's things that like, hey guys, you guys requested this. You're part of my community. I wanna I wanna show you that I listen and I'm into it, so I love that. I love it. it really is a cohesive balance. So um, it's pretty cool. I, I
1: have a, I have a question too when it comes to the creative process, um, and we talk about this a lot. There's many people who take different stances on it. There's people who live by it. There's people who ignore it completely. Comment section. Ooh. Now, do you derive ideas from there? Do you interact? Do you stay away? Do you turn? I mean, there's a couple of videos with comments off. There's a couple with on. Let's talk about I, that. That's a big piece.
2: Yeah. I love the comments. Cause especially like the first comments, it's always the same people. Yeah. Like there awesome. I have <laughs> one subscriber who immediately he's like almost always first. He's usually like first or second. He'll always comment first, but like sometimes he's second. Um, but I'll just roll with it. And <laughs> there was one time he like had my post notification on, he went there and he commented. And he was like, I'm going to come back because I'm in class right now. So I haven't watched it, but I'm first, so then, <laughs> like hilarious. a couple hours later, he came back, watched it and then commented about something that dude. was in the
1: video. What a yeah, dude. That's awesome. And that's a loyalty. Yeah, it is. I
2: love, I, I love that. And that's like my favorite thing. As soon as I press publish, I'm like, yes, comments, <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. So, and up so in yeah, school, you... like, sorry.
1: No, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Up until, like, it was physically possible, I replied to every single comment. And I remember I was, like, reading someone, like, reviewed me on, like, some website. And they were, like, five out of five. She's really nice and replies to every comment. And I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, people, like, really notice that. And, like, that's really cool. And then the other thing is that since it's, like, educational videos people ask questions that they kind of need to know the answer before they can actually follow the tutorial. So people will comment questions about like, if my hair is a little bit lighter than yours, what toner should I use? And so then like, that's kind of like a little bit time sensitive or they'll like DM me on Instagram. A lot of people have been switching to DMing. Um, but I just like, I answer everything and, um, I try, I tried my best to keep up with YouTube comments, but also they're mostly like really positive so i appreciate that (laughs) yeah
1: that's good i mean you love to have the positive comments um and and do you ever you ever kind of pose questions to people i know we have some people that put in like hey keywords like we're talking to this guy that makes uh he makes beautiful tabletops and countertops and desks uh and at the end of it he puts in a keyword and he puts it in the comments so like when everyone wants to comment if they say the keyword that he said at the end of the video he knows they watched all the way through do you oh, ever like interact yeah. like those types of Pretty things smart. or like, do you ever pull content like from their ideas of like, Hey, you should do this. Like, do you ever kind of, I mean that list on your notes, like, uh, do some of those come from the comments section?
2: Yeah. So that's another thing when someone requests something, especially if it's like, if I think it's a good idea or if more people are requesting it or whatever, it goes straight on the list. Um, and that's also why like, I like the community, like they i feel like we're kind of friends and like i have become friends with some of them um because i've had like meetups here and i i've seen some of the people go to several meetups that i've had so like i just kind of like really get to know them um and then there's one girl she she was at like every single thing that i've ever been to so we became friends we text every now and then uh she hits me up to see how i'm doing that's um, cool. and then there's this other girl who is also like an OG subscriber from like ever ago. And then when I moved here, we're in the same state. And I, I used to talk about, like, I used to have a vlog channel. Um, that's all <laughs> deleted. It <too. laughs> well, it's private. It.
1: <laughs> we're going to dig it up. It's coming back. We're digging the whole thing out. we will never we're, find it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not that whoops. good, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'll just never say never Uh, um
2: that's funny but on my my vlog channel i used to talk about this band that i liked and then that girl who had watched my vlogs started liking it too so we like kind of bonded over that and then i mentioned that i was going to go to one of their concerts so she also showed up at the concert and then we met again that's cool so yeah so i follow her now she's pretty cool
1: you get recognized you get recognized out on the street
2: i when i first came here i did a solid amount right now it's kind of just like here and there like i'll run into some sometimes people will be like camille and i'm like oh that's just in my head and then they'll be like camille and i'll be like
1: camille no no it's a vanilla (laughs) latte for camille you're like oh yeah sorry that is me i thought you were a fan
2: (laughs) yeah but there is also this was like not that long ago i was on a train and this girl was like, oh, like I watch your videos and we were chatting and she had like brightly colored hair and it was like really fun. And then we took some pictures and she's like, send it to me. And I was like, okay, I'll airdrop it to you. Um, But all of the airdrops, it didn't say any names. It just said iPhone, iPhone. So I was like, oh, I don't know which one is yours. So I'll just send it to everyone. So I just airdropped it to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, it will get to her somehow. Eventually. (laughs) And then on Twitter, the next day someone had tweeted, I was on the subway and this random girl just airdropped this picture of her and this other girl on the train. And then someone replied to it and they're like, Oh, that's offbeat look. And <laughs> like, that's
1: awesome.
2: She was that girl on the
0: train. <laughs> that's amazing. The the, the, the communities that, that are created through these social medias. I think YouTube. I don't really understand Twitter. My cousin tried to describe it to me like a year ago. I was like, yeah, you should use this to grow your your channel. I was like, I don't get this, but it seems like you have a good community there, and I I love that's my favorite part about YouTube is like, like you said earlier on, when I watch someone's video, I feel like I'm friends with them. I feel like I'm part of this community, and that's that's what draws me to watch and come back to the channel. So my final yeah. my final kind of question is uh is an interesting one in the sense of I hadn't thought about this until I was watching um. Or listening to a podcast while I was working on my pond, which is a whole crapshoot right now. Um, but you're doing something very interesting. At least in some of your videos, you're you're full on experimenting with your body on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very weird thing. So like, how how does that you know how do you portray that? How does that feel like? What what happens if something goes wrong? Right? Like what happens if? yeah it's weird you're putting yourself out there in this very weird way how does that feel to you to put that out on the internet
2: it feels a little bit strange but i feel like it's kind of my job
0: right because
2: if like if i'm going to review a bunch of different bleaches and people are like try the schwarzkopf one that was one that people were commenting they're like try the schwarzkopf one so i was like okay let me google it i'll buy it and i'll try it and it was, like, the most amazing bleach that I had ever used. Wow. So I was really glad that someone recommended that. And then sometimes it's just, like, an okay product. Um, like, I've done, um, like, bleach bonding agents that I've tried a few different ones. One was just, like, was like okay, it wasn't that great. But I was, like, now everybody knows not to buy it. Yeah. Um, and nothing's gone, like, horribly wrong. So I feel like it's just it's like helpful for them. But if something does go wrong, I'm suing whoever told me to buy it.
1: <laughs> yeah, take that comment section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see you in. She's court. coming after you. We will see you in court. It's no, interesting. That's it's
0: an interesting take on it too. And I'm glad that nothing's ever gone horribly wrong. I was listening to Joe Rogan and they were talking about like another side of that whole kind of premise of where guys are, guys and girls are taking like different supplements. And saying i'm gonna get jacked off this and things can go terribly wrong um so luckily the one thing that i've my mentality on hair has always been uh, when i was in high school i dyed my hair every year bleach right before yeah right before our, our final swim meet we'd always bleach our hair and then shave it um i looked like draco malfoy it was terrible um, and you went to
1: a harry potter school so that i did go. To, i also went That's to a boy adding up yeah the harry potter school I also so went to a boarding
0: sense. school, but my, my thought process on hair was like, if it, it's messed up or something, you can always cut it off that and it grows back. Exactly. Right. It's she never. Yeah. It, I, I love that, that. That's amazing. So, hey, that was really, it's really interesting to hear how you got to YouTube because it's always cool to see someone who loves watching YouTube create a channel and become successful because it shows that it can happen. Yeah. It also shows like it's work. It's going to take time. And you just got to find your passion and figure out the algorithm that fits to you best. So thanks so much for telling your stories today. Um, that was all I had JP. I think you got one more for us.
1: Uh, now that I think about it, I have another question oh, that I want to ask. Two this, more. Cause it makes sense. Um, I feel like you should be dying professional athletes hair. Have you ever dyed a professional athletes hair? No, I haven't. Yeah, you think about it. I think <laughs> the craze if a professional
2: hairs, athlete wanted me to dye their hair, I would be very down
1: for it. Yeah. Could you imagine like Odell Beckham Jr. or something like that'd be great. If I'm going to start there. sending some emails after yeah, that. Well, well, yeah. the first yeah, one's going you to should.
0: your dad about TikTok, right? You're going to talk to him. TikTok. There, so. Yeah. And,
1: and and I know Odell <laughs> well. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but that wouldn't, wouldn't it be great. Like, I just look at like soccer haircuts, especially. And like, you know, I just think there's a, there's a lot of room in that sports. It'd be sick if you did like, you know, some athlete's hair and did something like fun for a game or whatever it might be.
2: Yeah, I have tried a beard before, like a bright blue beard. So if any athletes want colorful beards, I'm very down for that.
1: Or hair. Or hair. Or hair. Or hair. Uh, And that was the and that was the blue man group or it wasn't? It should have been. (laughs) Should have been the blue man group. Should have been the blue man group. I believe they're hairless like cats. Uh, I think they are. I think it's
0: about wigs though.
1: No, I think um I think, you know, the question that we ask a lot too is, is just kind of like my last piece is, who do you currently watch on YouTube and who do you draw inspiration from? And kind of what's what's kind of like, who are the people that you follow? Who do you like? If there's any names off the top of your head, it doesn't have to be related to what you do, but um, what do you like? Who do you follow?
2: So I'd say people who are similar channels that are my favorite are Lisette um, Her username is Lisetti um i met her like really early on she's part of the curly hair group and she's just curly really hair,
1: curly hair gang or curly hair group it's not there's no definitive is there a hashtag ah
2: uh, well we could be curly hair cuties curly cuties um i think okay. i like that one the best like, okay. cur- yeah curly cool cuties so she was one of them and i've known her for a long time and she just consistently makes great content and she's so sweet and really nice um And then another girl that does makeup is Jackie Ina. She's like, she's done so well for herself and she's so nice. She's down to earth, which is hard because she's like one of the biggest makeup bloggers and a lot of them, that's a whole different story, but she's really (laughs) down to earth and she makes incredible videos. Um, But as of right now, I watch more like commentary YouTubers than beauty stuff. so I love Cody Co. I don't. You probably watch him. Yeah, um, I yeah. 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 I he's, love he's Cody Co. I love Danny Gonzalez. I just love like love that whole scene. So I guess it's kind of like beauty stuff, but then like I love commentary channels.
1: Okay, cool. Good to know. Um, that's I, we'd love to to capture that. One last thing. We got it. We talked about it before we started. Um, and we're kind of, you know, we're getting towards the end here, but let's talk about what you have coming up because there's, there's a, you know, we talked about brand. What do you got coming up?
2: Yeah. So one of the things, I guess the biggest thing I'm known for is semi-permanent hair dye tutorials. So that's every color, like red or green, blue, purple. And I've tried like every brand. Cause I just like, I switch my hair all the time. I want to review different brands. I want to see what's out there. And so now I know like exactly what brand has, what thing that I like, what needs to be improved on, um, what ingredients I would like to see in other products. So I figured that I might as well make my own brand and I can make it perfect. I know exactly what it needs to be. I know the texture, I know the like, uh, pigmentation I want, and I have some, um, ingredient ideas that I've never seen in dyes so i've been working with my partner who i met at fit um, because we were in the same entrepreneurship class and she watched me present my idea all the time so she knew (laughs) exactly what i was looking for and she worked in beauty startups during college so it was like Uh literally the perfect person Um, so we've been working together to launch my own hair dye line and we have been testing out different formulas and we have settled on one that I really like. It's literally perfect. So not to toot my own horn, but like, it's hey, you're,
1: you're the expert here. You're the expert.
2: <laughs> I, I love it. So I'm just like, once we have now settled on the formula, after all the R&D testing, like all of that, um, we're working on branding right now. And branding is really exciting for me because also it's just kind of it's kind of like a passion project, so I'm doing it slowly so I don't rush. So that's why I took enough time to like try out all of the different formulas, and now I'm on my third graphic designer because I just didn't really love what the other two did. So I'm just like going until I find something that I love. Like there's no reason to rush. Um, Right now I have the most amazing graphic designer. We're getting close to having the label and the logo finished. And just seeing like these different steps of progress has been really exciting to me. Um, I'm not sure when we are gonna launch cause that, that just depends on a lot of factors and logistics right now. Logistics are the most annoying part. Yeah. Um, but we're working on that right now. So hopefully by, I'm not even gonna set a date, no, I don't,
1: I don't think you should. And I like what you're doing. And it's a smart approach rather than rush something that's not finished yeah. and not exactly what you want. The, the, the approach that we, you know, I, I mean, we talk about it. I mean, I'm in sales, but it's like, it's a crawl walk run and what you're doing right now is a crawl walk run. And what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for sex success in the long run. Right. I love that. That's great. It's fantastic. It's awesome to hear that you're building this new brand. You're stepping, you know, you got YouTube and you're going up on an above and beyond it fantastic was, thank you, know, you. Awesome. so we're 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 excited to see what it is i'm sure mike and i will both be one of the first recipients of the product <laughs> oh yeah we'll you're the top
2: right. of my pr list i and imagine we'll need-
1: be <laughs> yeah. yeah imagine we'll be going yeah you know frosted tips whatever you want you know what i mean as long um, as you
2: let me record it and make a TikTok out of it we're all good
1: yeah good i got a buddy in new york we'll fly out there <laughs> uh I,
0: that'll that'll be the start of our TikTok channel so Uh, boy! No, I I like that. I'm excited to see the branding that you come up with because you truly are an expert there and an expert in the product. So uh, I'm excited to find out what those ingredients are inside that you have never seen before because that'll be interesting. Uh, As well as like even like little tricks that you did before, you know, putting conditioner to dilute the color, things like that learned a lot the, yeah i was just gonna Xander say across.
2: you kind of sound like the expert here
0: no no i yeah. i just i'm just repeating what you just. said so if you you know if you are looking to change the color of your hair you came to the right channel here right now um not ours and more yeah. and, and more. well the link is like right here click that go change your yeah. hair color um so thanks so much I, I really loved learning about how you got like i said earlier how you got to youtube i love where you're going because it's going to be such a cool journey to be able to follow. And it really is the next iteration of the passion. Just hearing you and watching you describe the, what's coming next, you could see everything coming out of you. There's like pouring out of, of passion that's in this. So I'm really stoked on it, and I can't wait to see it. Um, if I end up ever changing my hair color, well, <laughs> you know we'll exactly look, we'll Luca, we will get Luca. We'll
1: get Luca died up. <laughs> <a little laughs> open, but, um, I don't know if that's that. Oh, a, you are... You are an expert in passion and you follow it. It's great to see. And it's, uh, you know, it's a breath of fresh air. It's nice yeah. to see somebody who's been in it since, I mean, you've been doing it for, you know, over 10 years and you've put in a lot of work and it's great to see this is example. This is a great example of why we do this podcast to dig in and understand what do people go through? What are they, what are their experiences to get to where they are today? Yeah. So thank you so much for joining today. It was, I, yeah, fantastic. Love mm-hmm. it. Great. Thank
2: you. Make sure to uh, send me your addresses for the PR list.
1: Uh, we're going to send you some stuff. Yeah. We're going to send say you one a gift. Thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll. I'll give you a quick run out. Um, we'll do this. Uh, tell us where we can follow you. Tell us your handles, your social, what you, you what you're doing right now and what you got coming up next. We just talked about the brand. It's going to be, you know, uh, there's no launch date. Um, but if you see us with, with bleached hair, um, it's probably, it's probably happened um no but tell us tell us where your social media handles are where they can follow you um what they can expect from your channel and what you got coming up all right so
2: all of my channels are at offbeat look so you can search that on youtube instagram or twitter but somebody took my handle on TikTok before i could get it (laughs) was your dad i don't even i'm gonna ask what if your dad he's like he's like
1: no that's my handle i got that
2: (laughs) but on TikTok it's at offbeat look official.
1: Okay. There you go. That's even better. Yeah.
2: yeah, so you can expect more hair tutorials, more pictures, more makeup tutorials, all of that beauty stuff, plus updates about my hair dye line.
0: Perfect. Oh, and there you go. Yeah. So everyone make sure you go and follow, like, comment on all those videos. And just thank you so much for coming on the podcast and thank you for being an inspiration to uh, women and people of every affinity in the world. Um, you really are a positive influence and I'm so glad that you're part of the YouTube community. And I'm so glad that we had this conversation. It's been amazing.
2: Me too. Thanks, George, for the connect. <laughs> yeah, seriously.
0: And Big thanks, shout out, George. Yeah, George, you're the man. Uh, check out his video too. Uh, we had Obvious him on the podcast. Uh, so make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on this video and uh, check out her channel for all of your fashion and hair needs. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks guys. Uh, stay tubular and we'll see you next Wednesday. Hey guys, it's Mike. Thanks so much for listening today. We had so much fun recording this podcast and we can't wait for the next episode. Check out our Instagram channel to find out who the next guest is going to be and submit your questions so you can get featured on the show while you're at it. Why not subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch some of the podcasts that we have available. Thanks so much, and we can't wait for the next episode.